0: Hello, everyone. I am Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio, and I got two very special guests with me at this time. They are Ron and his son Zach from Michigan based band Wide Track. Thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight.
1: Hey, hey what's man. happening?
0: Not too much. Chatting music like I always do. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, right on.
0: So, how are you guys doing? Doing good.
2: Doing good. Pretty good. We had a little. Uh... You know, nice relaxing day, you know, drove around town, went for a little walk, you know, a little stroll as per our routine.
0: Right on. Sounds sounds very nice. And I want to start this question, with, uh, this interview with a little out there question. If you were stuck on an island and you can only listen to one band, but you can listen to a whole discography, who would you guys listen to?
2: All right. I've thought about this. For quite some time. This is always the classic debate, you know, uh, which brush album, which Zeppelin album, you know, which classic rock band, but if I had to pick only one, any band, anywhere, anytime. I would have to say Led Zeppelin, solely because though I may not, you know, get everything that my um rich musical diet may require, uh, I feel as though Led Zeppelin's the perfect mesh of all the different things that I love about music you know and and one of those bands that I wouldn't eventually get you know like brutally sick of you know like some bands I feel like okay if I hear the song again I'm gonna lose it but that was just a nice
0: middle ground yeah Yeah. that's a good answer I like what you said about all of that I I agree thank you you know I'm I'm
1: a big fan of like mix recording like like even my favorite favorite bands like I, I, there's songs i don't like by them you know and so like i think like well who's whose whole disguise i might have to go with like either king crimson or black sabbath just because i think with king crimson there's so much more i have yet to discover there's a lot of things that i listen to that they challenge me but then i'll go back and i'll be like okay i just wasn't ready for that yet you know if they and uh, so I probably would go with King Crimson, but Paul McCartney would be up there It's tough to say, man. That's a that's a hard question, darn you.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, I I ask the hard questions on Super Cool Radio.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, f- for me, it would be Alter Bridge. Uh, I've been listening to them like all week, and yeah, just, there's just something about the the whole dynamic of Alter Bridge. They were just phenomenal.
2: Awesome,
0: oh, cool vibe. Awesome. Man. Yeah. So since you know, there's no shows going on right now with the whole you know pandemic and COVID and everything. So how are you guys staying busy?
1: Well, it's funny because we have just released our fourth album on his birthday in April, and we would we had planned on just like, okay, we have four albums now, we got plenty of material. Let's just go out and play like crazy and really just get that whole side of things. And then the pandemic hit, so it's like we've been doing some live streams and, you know, that's a big thing right now, but it, uh, it's hard, you know, you need that audience feedback. Yeah. Yeah. So we've just started writing again, and uh, we've got a couple new songs on uh, the streaming platforms, and we're just going to kind of trickle out a couple songs at a time every few months until things get back to normal. We do have a show at Crowfoot on Devil's Night in Pontiac, so... That's that's uh we're getting ready for that and we're excited about that. You had a band uh a Wisher yep. on your show and we we'll be playing with them. Um they they uh, asked us to do it with them, so we Kaylee, appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, So yeah,
0: that's pretty much
2: what we're doing. Yeah. It is yeah, nice I, to a bit of time to slow down and, you know, take the time to go through everything with the fine tooth comb and all that, so you know you you know, take, win some, you lose some,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, you brought up a lot of interesting points, you about the um, the live stream. I mean, it's kind of cool. You can at least see your bands, but it just doesn't replace being on a live show.
1: No, you know, we used to say that, like, when, you know, music kind of became a downloadable free quote-unquote experience for a lot of people. You know, people used to buy CDs, and now now they're not. And we used to say, well, there's one thing you will never be able to replace, and that's the live experience. And man, that's never been more pronounced than these days.
0: Yeah, it, it was very true up until 2020. Said, hey, watch this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I <love my> beard. <laughs> yeah.
0: but also, yes, you, as you mentioned, you had a live show coming up on Devil's Night with Wisher and a bunch of other great bands. I know um, Wisher was talking about it, and it sounds like a really loaded show.
1: Oh, yeah, we've always wanted to play the Crowfoot. We, we got our name from the band was born literally across the, the side street from Crowfoot. So that's where the name Wide Track came from is it was the surrounding. And it was just a way to mark the uh, project and what, we, what the project was at the time, which was just me in my room writing songs. And it's just grown from there. So Pontiac is where I was born and uh, it's you know our roots it's just great that this is kind of our coming out show is we're a two-piece right now and uh you know it'll be like our debut in downtown pontiac
0: yeah especially like we're pretty much where where you began you know where it all began really and uh, so how do you prepare for a live show practice
2: oh yeah a lot of it's (laughs) running through the set um with, uh, usually with a recording or a live stream going, just so that you get the feeling of playing everything, you know, straight through, you know, not taking any time for breaks or whatever, but, um, it has been on my mind a little bit of, like, you know, the moral ambiguity of, all right, should we cram this many people into a room, you know, because they're gonna be rocking, it's gonna be, you know, pretty high and all that stuff, but, uh, you know, I suppose preparing the music is the easiest part, I should say. That's that's what we love doing is, you know, practice, 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 Yeah, you
1: know? It's really weird because a lot of the times the practice is like, you know, playing the songs is the fun part. But, you, you know, you, you come to realize when you're, okay, we've got the live stream going. This is like a test run of the live set. And you say, okay, the, in between the songs, having the smooth transitions because, you know, he uses baritone guitars and, you know, which is, Man. and regular guitars. So there's a bit of switching and, Smoothing out those transitions figuring out things like okay where, where are we talking in between the songs and little things like that um they're the kind of things a lot of times you don't even think about until you're you're on stage and and so it's i guess that's the stuff that we're working on right now so it's coming together you know we're we're excited about it
0: yeah for sure i mean you know a bunch of great bands are gonna be at the pros foot on devil's night and it's I mean, I think you guys are really excited. You know, I, unfortunately, I'm a little far away for, for that to you'll be there. But uh, definitely, if I could be there, I would definitely be there.
2: <laughs>
0: so I was doing my notes. I was, you know, looking up you guys, low-key stalking you guys to make my notes. And uh, I kept seeing this term used, like, in your, you know, when you're in the about section of you guys uh, of Alterna Prague. And that's like the first time I've really heard a band described as that. So like what's kind of, like what's your classification of that?
2: Uh, Well, there is progressive rock, which uh, our favorite comes from the 70s, you know, King Crimson, Yes, Rush. And there is the alternative music of the 90s and the 2000s and such and such. Uh, We like to think that we occupy a boundary between the two genres hence the hyphen name alterna hyphen frown
1: it's a really weird thing because it's like uh you know like you said we're, we love a lot of those grandiose type progressive rock bands but then we're really into like a uh, tool and Soundgarden and queens of the stone age uh, and even radiohead and stuff like that and these are bands that hate the term progressive rock they probably hate the progressive rock music and we sympathize a little Some a lot of progressive rock gets a little pretentious it gets a little too much and so we try to kind of we have elements of that but we're not a full-on progressive rock band by any stretch of the imagination uh, a lot of people so you guys are just a rock band and it's like well we do have you know, our, our new album's closing track is over 10 minutes long and, you know, so we have at moments we kind of veer into that territory, but we've, we're rock-based, you yeah. know, it's, it's pretty rocky. and
0: so. Yeah, listening to you guys, you guys are a trip to listen to. Like, there's, you know, you've got, like, all the different elements, you know, of you know, what you guys just described coming together to form a, a different and fresh blend of music. Well, thanks. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much. And I know you you mentioned this earlier. uh, You guys released a new album earlier in April. How was it writing and recording it?
2: Well, glad you asked. He was already
0: prepared for this.
2: This was a bit (laughs) of a process. I uh, I occupied most. uh, I'll just be real. I occupied all the recording, and uh, you know, a lot of the writing ideas. It was you know, it started off with just one of us or both of us, but. uh, You know, we did all these songs on the album, 12 songs. We did each one, one a month. And, uh, you know, the first half of the year was pretty easy because we already had half of them written. So it was like, you know, just pick them out of the vault, you know, polish them up and send them out. Real simple, you know, learn some recording and all that as we go, you know, one song a month. Nice, easy deadline. Uh, But then once we had to start writing the songs as well as, uh uh-oh, you know, I wasn't really on my egg game before. Now it's trying to kick it into high gear so it got a little bit of, uh, got a little bit yeah heavy a little stressful but uh kick it through at the end you know saying you know we did it and that is what it is all the songs are on an album and they're done and i'm as proud as i'm gonna be that was probably you know just
1: the biggest takeaway from all that it was cool that um so on the third album zach was 12. And he decided he wanted to be a musician. And I said, you know what? The album's almost done, but you can play bass on it. And so he played all the bass, but he didn't write any of it. So when it came time to do the next album, there was a little lag there where his musicianship just went. <laughs> I mean, it, it was insane how much he improved. And so he was like, I want to write, you know, with this. one So I said, yeah, I mean, like a dream come true for a dad, right? Exactly. And uh, You know, and so uh, he and I in, in December started writing songs. And by the time the next December came around the, the, you can hear through some of the songs, like this progression of there's more of the more basic songs. And then there's, you know, kind of gets more as he went along. So this was his first writing and he record he wanted to record the whole thing too. So he really bit off a lot. And by the end of it, he was like, I don't ever want to do that month, song a month thing again. I don't want to hear this album for a while. You know, just it was, it was a lot for an adult, like, you know, to be honest. Uh, not to sound condescending or whatever, but it was it was a lot for any musician to take on. And he just was thrown trial by fire, you know. And, and so now we've kind of said, you know, let's not do, let's just We'll release music as as it's truly coming and without the pressure of oh you know we gotta do, we gotta put out a song a month you know a lot of people are doing that now or putting out a song every month for like the Spotify age and and all that but we still like albums um, but we're gonna just release music as it's yeah. as it's uh, feasible at this point.
0: Yeah, that's a very ambitious project of doing. You know one entire song a month like you know 30 days to write and record a, a song it's very ambitious i mean i'm glad you guys got it done but i mean music overall should not be very stressful <laughs> right
1: that's it. it it should be a like like you can't stop it from coming type experience rather exactly. than forcing it you yeah. know he, he even he nailed it. he was like i don't mind putting out an album in a year just not that way. Not you know maybe you're working on a collection of songs and you can pick away at this one. Oh, I feel like working on this one today. It's kind of push yourself a little bit, but a lot of it's how you feel, you know, how your 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 passion drives you to work on things.
0: Yeah, you need that creative energy. Maybe you're not feeling one song, but you can put that energy towards another song on the album.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Having that option it means so much.
0: And you know Wide track, you guys are an independent band meaning not signed with a record label what's kind of like some of the advantages and challenges of being an independent band especially right now
1: oh man um i mean obviously the internet uh there's access to now back in the day when i was starting out being a musician it was about getting signed and you know getting through to the gatekeepers the people that you know if you don't uh get this distribution deal or this management deal or this record deal. You just didn't have access to people. Um, or it was just really hard. You had to collect mailing list names, uh, snail mail names by hand at gigs and things like that. Um, but now it's wide open and there's a lot of bands that have been wanting out of their record contracts. They know that they can, you know, basically you just buy Facebook ads and, You can have Instagram ads, you can have access to a a very specific niche audience and that is like the, that's the coolest thing in the world, I think, you know, it's like, I want to pick up, you know, fans of King Crimson and Black Sabbath and, you know, and they'll show you those people and it, it just cuts through so much uh, haphazard stuff. Um,
2: and I, I feel like that is the thing, is that a lot of people, they see a record label as something more organic. You know, it's been a lot, been around for a lot longer. And, you know, they think like, oh, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to market my stuff. You know, and I feel like that just takes away from the music. But I mean, I don't know. If I'm being truthfully honest, you know, all um, all anti-establishment sympathies aside, I really don't mind being advertised bands that I'm going to be into. You know, it's yeah. like it's, perfectly fair game if it's like based off the stuff you listen to check this out or whatever i you know what better
1: way to have i mean what else would you rather have marketed to you know what i'm saying Like, uh, yeah there's a there's a point that 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 comes to mind is it's funny how the uh, the idol maker uh philosophy still endures after all these years like band's think some record company or just the right person is going to see them and going to sweep them off their feet and take care of all their stuff. It's just a myth. It's, it's a myth that won't die. And it's like the best, in our opinion, way, way for bands, that like take advantage of the fact that you can do this stuff by yourself. It, it, it's so rare anymore that somebody will be like a star maker and come and take your band. Oh, if we just get in front of the right person, then then the future's made. It's like, even then you won't have control over your own career. You won't have, a lot of times you won't even have artistic you, creative control. So we love the fact that, you know, this is, this is uh, there's all these tools to draw from and we can just be, <laughs> You know that that's probably in a nutshell. The more you you are, the better off you are in this age. You know, where you can just be like, wow, I can only get that by going to that band. That's that's where the magic is. I mean, that's a creative person's dream, right? You know?
0: Exactly. I mean, you guys brought up a lot of good points. I mean, especially like every band, I think you gotta sound unique, you gotta sound different, and you gotta be yourself. Because I think there's a lot of bands out there, a lot of you know more mainstream stuff that just it all sounds the same. It doesn't really matter what genre it is, like pop, rock, metal. A lot of that stuff just all sounds the same. It sounds boring.
1: <laughs> and, and it really, it's like, wow, man, you don't have to do that. You you can exactly. do yourself and you'll be rewarded for it. And why wouldn't you choose that? But well, who knows? You know, everybody's got their own thing. Yeah. But that's what that's how we that's what we like about it. Yeah. So.
0: And uh, actually, a couple big bands, I know like uh, Adelita's Way, they are now an independent band. Like They left their um, record label to become an independent band, and they're very happy about it. So yeah, what you said about not, you don't necessarily need a record label, especially nowadays. I mean, you have the internet. As long as you want to put the work in and marketing yourself and advertising yourself, then you can definitely make your own uh, following and get your own fans.
1: Well, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's a really weird thing because artists, uh, bands, they don't like looking at what they're doing as a business, you know, It's and, and fair enough, man. It is it's it is a labor of love, but if you look at it from the perspective of, like, we just want more people with access to our music, then you're going to be able, to, the, the, all the tools are there to do that, and... Um, you know why wouldn't you just you know take take responsibility for your your own career, and uh, you know like I said a lot of a lot of these bands that are, are artists that are huge they want out of their record deal because they know that's exactly what they can do and and any business that you would start you need money I mean you're going to have to have starting capital you're going to need to invest in you know equipment and uh, adds, you know, for every dollar that you spend in production, you should spend in, 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 in promotion. Um, and it, it's, it, I get it. It's difficult to come up with that money. And, uh, and you, you, a lot of times you'll have to go the free route, but if you, if you are starting a business for all intents and purposes, then that's, you know, you couldn't open up a, uh, karate teaching place without having, you know, some front capital or whatever. And, so um, in that regard, maybe there are people, when we think about the whole star maker thing, maybe you, it does uh, make sense to have somebody invest in your band with uh, clear guidelines of, uh, and expectations of what you're going to be doing with that money and having a plan. And, uh, but it's just nice to know that those tools exist and you don't have to go through this uh, A&R guy or whatever in order to make it happen.
0: Hey, again, a lot of great points, Um, especially like, I mean, you can have an investor that doesn't necessarily need uh, uh, me and a record label, you know, it could just be an outside person as well. Could be a family
1: member, somebody that believes
0: in you, that's the most ideal thing, somebody that has your best interest at heart and
1: says, man, I want to help you because I I believe in you and, you know, that's definitely uh, the ideal thing. So far that's just us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, you got to start believing in yourself first, then others can believe in you.
1: I, I've
2: got your best
0: interests <laughs> in mind. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> making moments here on Super Cool Radio. <laughs> and so uh, I, I always ask my guests this question. I'm always curious. What music are you guys listening to this week? All right,
2: well, so there's a lot of cool stuff in the uh the new york jazz scene you know there's i mean there's a lot of uh popular youtubers you know you look at adam neely ben levin yada yada yada. lots of great you know musicians that kind of have a dual personality but um through the rabbit hole i i uh, discovered this album from sam Gandel, uh, drm released not too long ago i think maybe this month or month before but uh it's this really just kind of spacey uh, Texture filled, sort of synthy, just roller coaster of chill. I don't know. But it's, uh, it's just a nice change of pace from the usual you know, rock and metal that I uh, surround myself with. So I, I appreciate a, a nice solid work. It's great.
1: From a different field. You know what I'm <laughs> saying. Go ahead, go ahead. So he wanted to go see this band called Polyphia representing out here um yeah at saint Andrew's hall in detroit last december and so i took him and his friend and i'm the oldest guy there i'm just kind of off in the corner and uh one of the bands that opened up they're called sleep token and they have become like my favorite band they're 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 just incredible there were the freshest, coolest thing I've heard come out in ages. You know, it just, they, and it, it, you know, they, they had a, they were going to be doing the, the Slipknot cruise sh- ship you know, cruise liner thing. They had the opening slot on that. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, oh man, that would have been a good break for them. But they're doing festivals in Europe in 2021, you know, uh, COVID p- providing and all that. But um, I'm just, I think, uh, they're just uh, they're they're destined. I hope they they hit it big, man. Every you know, it's it's music is so subjective, you know. You can be so like, excited about something, you play it for somebody and you're just like, "Oh my god, how could you not see how exquisitely great this is?" And, and, I hope you're not talking about me cuz I dig that stuff too. Man. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No idea. Yep, he does. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much all I'm listening to right now. Um but, but he plays me stuff all the time that and then I'm like, keep that coming. I You know, I like that stuff. And we, we both oh, yeah. like listening to jazz and, uh, you know, it's some of the R&B stuff that uh, Neo Soul and stuff like that. Getting outside our own heads. You know? Oh, yeah. Think, it's
2: like all our favorite rock artists, you know, King Crimson, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. I mean, it's like, what do they listen to? Not solely rock, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they got a lot of rock, but they listen to jazz, you know, soul, bluegrass whatever the heck else out there, man.
1: Having different influences is just so vital for a, for a fresh perspective and, uh, you know, to, uh, to to kind of imagine what's possible, you know, it, it, from, I grew up on like ACDC and and stuff like that, and it was just a real basic kind of uh, perspective on music, and then I, I learned about Rush, and then all of a sudden all that was just blown wide open, I'm like, oh my god, and then that led to other progressive rock, and, and I started... And then, of course, as you get older, you, you get more of a historical context. And you're like, okay, you're going back and back and hearing, like, now, we're, now he'll play me some, some Bach or some Beethoven. And it's like, oh, wow, this is really where it all started, you know. And you kind of hear where the real influence came from. And it's just funny. Every new generation thinks, like, that. there's that treasure chest of all this great music, and they just scoop out what's on top. You know, but if you dig deep in there, that's where the real riches are. You know, all due respect to the to the newer band. There's, I mean, I love, like I said, some of my favorite stuff is brand new. But there is so much to be seen. I mean, it's just there's so much. You, you can never, I'm, we always say we're so glad we don't have to choose. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can just have it all. And it's it's a wonderful thing. So.
2: Yeah, I've been practicing listening to two songs at once, one <laughs> yeah. in each year to cover more ground, you know.
0: <laughs> Get everything done a lot quicker. Yes. Uh, this week, this week I've been listening to. Uh, it's been a trip. I listened to Black Sabbath, Ginger, and Sonny Rollins. Oh, nice, nice. Sonny
1: Rollins!
0: Wow. Yeah, I just started. I like. I just got like listening and like starting like last week. So.
1: What's your What's your favorite Black Sabbath album?
0: Uh it's either the first one or Paranoid. Uh, those are my first two. I am really more on in the uh, into the Ozzy uh, era than more the Dio era.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those, those first five Sabbath albums yep. are, they're flawless. I mean, I almost picked that for like, and I'm like, well, they got a lot more than five albums and all I need is those five albums. But, uh, well, I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's some of the best stuff that's ever been created in, in the history of things being created.
0: Oh, yeah, and they've influenced so many different bands just by, like, all the unique stuff they did. Like, the whole Black Sabbath album is, like, a, a whole trip in and of itself. They got all the, I don't know, like, all the spooky, like, I guess spooky stuff. I don't really know how to describe it, but, like, you know, you got Black Sabbath is, like, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on in that song. Then you got The Wizard. Like, I mean, it's just phenomenal. <laughs>
1: It's funny, man, like everybody says, well, they created heavy metal, but they also created stoner rock yeah you know? it's it's like and and when you talk like I read an interview with Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath, and he said Black Sabbath wouldn't even exist without jazz, like jazz and blues was their initial in and it's it's really wild you hear like fairies wear boots or something, and you can yes. hear that jazziness, and Bill Ward was such a swinging drummer, you know. And it's something that um, you know. I mean, all the older generation says, "Well, there's something missing from the new stuff." I actually think like they've expanded on it, but there is a tendency to for for the metal bands to not be uh, quite acknowledging jazz so much. And uh, Sabbath certainly did. They swung like like you said, Wizard man. That swings like crazy.
0: Man. Oh, for sure,
1: Yeah, that's wicked. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I'm Black Sabbath. What can you say? We'll go on the rest of the night if we're not (laughs)
0: stopped. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Um, Very fun chatting music with you guys, not only Wide Track, but all the great history of music and Black Sabbath and everything. But I got one more thing before we go. I know 2020 has been a really interesting and different year, to say the least. But what can we expect from Wide Track for the rest of this year and into 2021?
2: Pure rock lava. (laughs) I like that. we got a couple things coming out, you know, little shows here and there, but for the most part, playing it cool, you know, just putting the rock in there, you know, getting it out where we can, you know, jamming, hanging out, listening to music, promoting the music, keeping it all about the music.
1: I like it. Yeah, we're just trying to stay inspired, you know, and uh, that's it. You know, the highest uh, aspiration of the band is to be inspired and to inspire. And that's, that's our hope, you know. It's, we're not, obviously, a lot of bands will tell you we're not doing this for money. I mean, we, we would love to make money. Everybody loves to make money. You shouldn't be ashamed of making money. But that's not the motivator for this. The motivator is when I hear music that I love, it it's it's just irresistible, you know. And I wouldn't want the world without it. it yeah, exactly. It, it inspires you, and that's that's what we just hope that if there's nothing else that we can accomplish as a band, that we inspire some people and uh, to do their own thing, you know, to to forge your own path, to not uh, to break free of the idea that you have to follow a template, you know, to to feel alive in this lifetime. This life goes by so fast. So like, feel alive and be alive and create and and build things that come from your soul. And uh, that's that's what we're about, I guess,
0: is what with what we do. So. Yeah, and you gotta have fun doing it. Like, I mean, this this your, this is obviously you guys' passion. You love doing it, and you also you have a lot of fun doing it as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, been awesome. I, I I couldn't be happier. It's great.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on there. I encourage everyone to check out Wide Track. It is a trip to listen to. And thank you so much for Ron and Zach for hanging out with me tonight. Thank you guys so much.
2: Thank you. We thank appreciate you. it, brother. And as always, yeah. keep, and on keep on rockin', rockin',
0: man. That's right. And I'm Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio, and thank you for watching.